dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I'm Tori Petrie and I am joined on the other line for an off-season edition of the podcast by Mike O'Hara. Mike, it's been a while. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. I've been getting my own my own bagels and things like that for the last <laughs> month or so and I don't like it. I've got a question for you before we get into this. What exactly is the off-season in the National Football League? Yeah, that's a great question because I don't think we've seen it yet, especially for the Lions. I mean, they're in business 13 months a year. Come on. Yeah, and it's been a particularly crazy one for the Lions. There hasn't been much rest. Have you been able to take a breather at all, Mike? Uh, No, Lindsey Miller won't let me, our managing editor. (laughs) So I'm I'm just pumping away. I've got an oxygen tank in case I need (laughs) I just have to get refreshed. But you know what? I I like it. I like the action. I really do. This is different this year. Different in Detroit, but I think they've been different around the National Football League, especially with the trades, the big ones that we've seen that have been announced anyway. It's just different. I like that. I like different. Absolutely, and it's definitely been a different offseason for the Detroit Lions, and they are one of the ones in that conversation for uh, reported blockbuster trades. So I guess that's a good place to start, Mike. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about it a little bit on DetroitLions.com. Reportedly, the Lions trading for uh, Jared Goff and draft picks from the L.A. Rams and sending Matthew Stafford to L.A. in return. Of course, moves like that can't become official until the start of the new league year in March. So nothing about that is official yet. Uh, it's just a report as of right now. But Mike, what was your reaction to that news? Well, we're being awfully cautious. It's like we have to run this through the register of deeds or something like that downtown. <laughs> Everybody knows what's going on. And there was another one today, another reported deal with uh, Carson Wentz going to the Indianapolis Colts. It, it's it's unlike anything I've, I've seen in all the years I've been covering the National Football League. Not just the, the, the deals that we've heard, but the projected deals. People like Deshaun Watson down in Houston and maybe Dak Prescott and, and, and Aaron Rodgers and so on. It's, it's it's completely different. You know what it reminds me of? And well, I've never done this, but I was thinking about this. It's sort of like you went on vacation for three weeks. When you came back, somebody had redesigned your house inside and out. <laughs> and it, well, I sort of recognize the place, but what happened when I was gone? And it's 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 just, it, it, I don't know if it's a new day in, in a National Football League or if it's just a one-off, but the pressure, I think, now to get quarterbacks and get good quarterbacks is, is making teams, prompting teams to make deals that they wouldn't have made two years ago, maybe five years ago. And everybody waited for the first domino to fall. And, and, and it was a big one. And really, if you want to really analyze it, the Detroit Lions have got the best haul so far. Yeah, I would agree with that. They definitely got themselves a pretty good haul uh, from the LA Rams. Uh, but, you know, Mike, that means that this team will be parting with who has been their franchise quarterback for the last 12 years if indeed this trade goes through what does that mean for the Detroit Lions what about what it means for me because you know I was a big Matthew Stafford fan I (laughs) I know I was wondering I was wondering how you were doing over there Mike very poorly okay (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say I'm too old for this but obviously I'm not but look I think this has ended any doubt about how teams in the National Football League think about Matthew Stafford look there's a segment of, of fans and, and people who call talk radio, and that's fine. I mean, that's it's fair commentary. It really is. I have no problem with it, how they regard Matthew Stafford. But, Nash, but teammates, players, and, and 
and executives, front office executives in the National Football League have a completely different opinion. And trust me, his value to me was documented by what the Los Angeles Rams were willing to give up to get him. Also trading away their quarterback drafted first overall just five years ago, two first round draft picks, a third round draft pick to get Matthew Stafford. In other words, there's no doubt in their mind, the Rams mind, who the better quarterback is or they wouldn't have made the deal. So I just think, look, Matthew Stafford brought a lot of great things here to Detroit. I also think it was time to move on really for both sides. If, if, if it had to happen, and I think it had to happen, let the new regime move on, move on uh, in its direction and let Matthew Stafford move on further in his direction. Right. You talk about that haul that the Rams gave up in return yeah. for Matthew Stafford. Do you think that Brad Holmes having that connection to the Rams helped that out a little bit? Oh, I absolutely. I think so. And look, I'm, I don't know if I'm a conspirator or conspiracy freak or anything like that, but I would just think, and I think this is common nature or, or human nature. And I think it's, I, it would not surprise me if when he was, when he was interviewing for the job of GM and still, still technically working for the Los Angeles Rams, he might've said to, to their, their front office and McVeigh, the head coach, Hey, look, if I get this lion's job, would you be interested in Matthew Stanford? Because he was told, you know, as, as he said, as they said, the head coach, Dan Campbell, and the, and the general manager, new general manager, Brad Holmes, during the interview process, those people were told what was up with Matthew Stafford. And so I would think if I was, if I were him, certainly I would call back front offices, hey guys, keep this under your hat. The Lions are thinking of dealing Matthew Stafford. You know, you know, get ready, make your best offer, and we'll see what we can do. And they got the best offer. They certainly did, Mike. I mean, we look at, you know, how these trades have begun to unfold around the NFL, and you mentioned it, how it just feels like the whole league has changed over the course of a couple of weeks. And I can't remember another offseason that has had so many big-name players moving at the same time. Every off, Tori, you're exactly right. And every offseason has its, you know, has its highs and lows and and defining points. And And so far this year, I think it's the it's the quarterback uh, questions in the draft and the quarterbacks who are being who are being shopped and the ones who've already been been dealt and that's that that that's quite a load it really is at one position because you're talking about you know projections that four quarterbacks are going to be drafted in the top six or seven or eight and and it's it's and and still more more quarterbacks to change hands I mean you know teams like the New England Patriots just you know two years now removed from having from having Tom Brady for two decades, they're looking for another quarterback, not the one they had last year. That Can you imagine that? The New England Patriots having different starting quarterbacks for three straight years? You never would have <laughs> thought of that two years ago. It's, it's more like the rotation of the Red Sox than it is of the Patriots. That's a great point, Mike. I mean, you know, I think you're totally right about what it looks like up at the top of the draft with so many teams looking for quarterbacks. So where do you think this move leaves the Lions in terms of their search for their next franchise quarterback? Well, thanks for asking, because I had a I had a mock draft out uh, three <laughs> weeks ago, my first mock draft, and I gave the Detroit Lions with the seventh pick overall. Uh, Micah Parsons, inside linebacker, probably could play outside too. Reminds me a lot of Devin White, really a star player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I thought really was the most valuable player in the Super Bowl. But I think I would have voted for Brady too for everything, you know, for the body of work. But he was my pick to the Detroit Lions at number seven. We have another one coming out this Monday, uh, this Monday on DetroitLions.com. And it's what we're calling quarterback impact. You know, what 
impact quarterbacks are having on that pick. And I'm still trying to find a way to get the Detroit Lions off Micah Parsons at number seven, even though there'll be a couple of quarterbacks there. Now, I'm not as high on, on the quarterback class as a lot of people are. Mm. I think there's Trevor Lawrence of Clemson, and I think there's you know uh, Zach Wilson of Brigham Young. And then to me, there are guys. They, they have Every quarterback has holes. Some of these guys, in my opinion, have big holes. And I'm, I'm not so sure that, for example, uh, Trey Lance, a kid from North Dakota State, not far from my old stopping grounds of South Dakota, but you know he's what he played one game last year. He's only played a couple of years of football, and even uh, even uh, Justin Fields of Ohio State. I'm, I'm not as sold on them as other people are now. Look, one's going to take my opinion on how they're going to draft, but I'm just saying, don't be surprised who I have at number seven with the Detroit Lions. Do you think that Jared Goff will be this team's starting quarterback for years to come? Or do you think that they're just kind of biding their time and waiting for a different quarterback class to kind of select their guy? Well, I think this, if, if this was a segment of gambling, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say 85% certain that he would, but not a hundred percent because things, things can happen. Somebody might, you know, somebody might come loose. who you think is just as good as Jared Goff. And you could deal him or, or a situation that he's just as good as Jared Goff. And you could then deal Jared Goff to another team, get out from under his salary and, and you know, and, and, and get the, in your mind, the same player at a lesser value. Now, like I said, 85% certain he'll be the starter. To me, that's, that's pretty certain. And I really honestly think barring injury or something that was unforeseen, uh, I, th- I think he'll be the opening day starter. And, and really, Tori, why not? In this trade, keep in mind, you've got a guy who's been a starting quarterback in the National Football League for four full seasons and seven games of another. And since going 0-7 as a starting quarterback, as a rookie, he's been a winning quarterback for four straight years, been to playoff games, played in the Super Bowl. Uh, whatever you think about it, he got there, okay? And he's been to two Pro Bowls, so somebody thinks he's pretty good. I don't think he's Matthew Stafford, but he's good enough to take snaps for you. And who knows? He's only 20, 26 years old. Two years from now, the Detroit Lions might be extending Jared Goff because he's their quarterback of the future. All of those things can happen. All of that's on the table. Well, we will have to see how this whole thing shakes out, especially as we approach free agency here and these trades across the league, not just for the Lions, become official as they go through and then teams begin to fill out their rosters through free agency. And, you know, I'm I'm sure you identify with this, Mike, considering you do your mock drafts throughout the offseason. Things can change a lot once once free agency happens. Needs can change, and the direction that a team may go in the draft can change after we get through that that March period of time where, where teams start to fill out their rosters through free agency. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think you were down at, at the Senior Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, and saw some of those players, and you look at them and say, boy, this, this could change things. But but the National Football League, and I think I'm right about this, is the only major sport in North America that has free agency before its draft. And I think that's smart, smart bargaining on the on the players' association to keep it there because you want you want teams to have to look for their fill their primary needs first with veterans and then draft. You know the guys who are making lesser money. So I think it's I think I think that's part of it. But, but you, you know you get you can't build your team with 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 free agents. We've seen that here in Detroit. It's been tried and it generally fails, but but you can get you can plug in plug and play good players either, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, either high quality players at big contracts or, you know, just build build your depth. And the teams that do the best job of it are the ones who get their really build their team in the draft 
and then get guys who they can plug and play into roles, whether it's starters, rotational players, or, or quality backups. BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, invites fans to stay in the action during the football offseason with a risk-free first bet up to $600. Sign up today with bonus code LIONS and discover everything the king of sportsbooks has to offer. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code LIONS to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Let's turn and look at this coaching staff. We've talked a lot about these potential trades around the NFL, about the draft a little bit, but you and I haven't really talked about the new hires that have been made. We talked about it on the podcast a little bit at the Senior Bowl, uh, you know, with our guest who was on uh, during Senior Bowl week. But Mike, you and I haven't really broken down this entire coaching staff since it has become official. What do you think of the staff that Dan Campbell has put together? Well, it looks to me like it's the National the National Football League veterans in there. It really does. And I, that, that impressed me. It really did. And, and for two reasons. Number one, I like guys who've been there to be on my coaching staff. I really do. Now, having said that, you look at the New England Patriots staff, and it's, it, it's completely the opposite, okay? So there's more than one way to do it. But I think when you're bringing in what uh, Dan Campbell is bringing into the Detroit Lions, I think – excuse me, having qualified assistant coaches who played in the league, I think is a good thing. And you just look at it. I mean, even in the front office, you know, Ray Agnew and John Dorsey, they played in the National Football League. Those are you know, guys in the, the top of your, you know, top of your chain there in terms of player procurement and, you know, and, and making deals and all that stuff as assistants to Brad Holmes. But it just, you go up and down, up and down the list or even the offense, both, both coordinators, Anthony Lynn on offense, Aaron Glenn on defense, had long careers in the National Football League. Aaron Glenn played 15 seasons at cornerback. Uh, Anthony Lynn was more of a rotational, you know, backup running back, played six years, I believe it was. So, look, they know what it's like, you know, the whole gamut of pro football. They know what it's like to win. They know what it's like to lose. They know what it's like to get on those buses and come back after road trips. They know the dynamic of, you know, the interaction in, in the locker room and, and how certain things are going to affect certain players. And I think it's a good thing especially on offense for the Detroit Lions this year for this reason, Tori. We've been talking about building the offense, building the running game since, well, I'm not going to say before I was born because the, that was <laughs> that been a long time ago. But we've been talking about it forever here in Detroit. And I think what they've got there now, they've got, like I said, they've got Anthony Lynn who played running back. They kept uh, Hank Fraley, the, you know, the uh, – offensive line coach. I thought that was important. And Dan Campbell was a blocking tight end in the National Football League for 10 seasons. So I just, as I talked to Peter King, you know, who used to be at Sports Illustrated and now he works for NBC Sports. We just talked and he said, tell DeAndre Swift to get ready to carry the ball 300 times. Now, I think that's a little rich, but I, I get the idea. I get the sentiment from one of the really leading writers in the country on pro football. Yeah, I get the same sense about this staff and and how many former players that they have brought in and just kind of the culture that they're trying to build being a little bit different than what was here before. You know, Mike, when you look at the coaches that are on staff and the schemes that they might run, this question was asked of them when the assistant coaches talked in media availability uh, last week and, and they said, you know, we want to fit our scheme to our players rather than the other way around. So what kind of defensive scheme do you think that we'll see under Aaron Glenn and what kind of offense will we see under Anthony Lynn? 
Well, I think offense first, I think you'll see a run-heavy offense. I really do. When I say run-heavy, that doesn't mean they're going to run it 90% of the time or anything like that. Really concerted, concerted effort to, to, to really run the ball. Uh, yeah, and I, I think we talked to Anthony Lynn a couple of weeks ago or last week. I forget exactly what it was. And he really likes DeAndre Swift, as does, forgot to mention, Deuce Staley, who I absolutely love on this staff. I really do. I mean, you talk about an imposing presence and a good guy, but just you look at him. I feel like I'm looking at, looking at Mr. T on the A-team, you know, he's got a, or the guy who fought Rocky Balboa. I mean, just a, he's just a, he, he was a tough player. I think he's a tough-minded coach and a good guy, though, too. He's got that, he's just got that balance of, I think he's going to do wonders for, for the running backs and the running game. He's also the assistant head coach, too, so he's, coming over from Philadelphia where he was thought very highly of there. And, and the Detroit Lions were, were fortunate enough to get him as they were wide receivers coach Antoine Randall. I believe he was the last addition of this staff just in the last, in the last few days. But, you know, Anthony Lynn said they've got to add, he likes DeAndre Swift. He said, but we've got to add to it, which makes me wonder, you know, who's, where some of the people who've been on been here in the last year or two, where they stand on this roster right now, but they certainly need more than one running back. I think some Lions fans are a little hesitant of hearing that this is going to be a a run heavy team, you know, considering how committed the scheme was to the run before and the struggles with having success in the run game, you know, and then you bring in a staff who does have a history of, of being, you know, in systems that were run heavy, you know, what do you make of that? Obviously you don't, have Matthew Stafford at quarterback if this trade indeed does go through so you don't have that you know guy who a lot of people are like just let Matthew Stafford pass how does that affect things and do you think that should be a concern for Lions fans well let's let's see what happens before we get too concerned about anything but if they're going to be a team where your players get knocked down and they bite kneecaps on the way up that means you that that means you have the mindset of, of winning in the trenches and that's one of the things Dan Campbell was talking about when he was, you know, his, his, his introductory press conference. Look, if you're going to have a tough team, you've got to be able to run the ball. That, that's just the way it is. And you can, you can really take some pressure off your offense and your defense, <clears throat> excuse me, by, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage and controlling, you know, controlling uh, clock time. And I, I, I think that, I think really for this team at this moment in time, it's a way to go. I mean, let me ask you this, who are your wide receivers right now? Right. We'll take turns flipping coins. I got heads. You got tails. You know, we got what we got Quintez Cephas, and that's it. Now, I, you know, we'll see what Kenny Galladay, what he happens with him in free agency. We'll see what happen, happens with Marvin Jones Jr. But I'm certainly he knows the way to Los Angeles. He, he was a really important player for Matthew Stafford for a number of years. So, and a, and a good player and a good guy here in Detroit. I mean, a really pro here in Detroit for five or six years. So, you know, if you're going to throw the ball, who are you going to throw it to? Well, it is an era of change, that is for sure. I think I think a lot is changing for the Detroit Lions, whether it be in the front office, on the coaching staff, or on the field. I think, you know, there there's just going to be a lot of change that fans are going to get accustomed to seeing over the course of the next a few months and in, in the next year, the next season of football. You know, Mike, one of the things that stuck out to me was what Rod Wood said in his press conference introducing Dan Campbell and he said that Saints GM Mickey Loomis told him that Dan Campbell is a guy who people are going to run to be on his staff and I think that that's what we've seen so far here in in the last few months. 
Well, it certainly has worked with coaches too, assistant coaches. He's really built, really, he's really built a heck of a staff. Now, like everything else, we'll see how it works out and we'll see how they mesh together. But yeah, I wouldn't disagree with what, with, with what Rod would said at all on that. Now, there's some other factors, you know, it's negotiating, it's contracts, it's opportunity to play. And, you know, you start getting guys on second contracts. They want to get as much money as they can make, as they can get, and they want as much playing time as they can get, so they can get another contract and make even more. And that's, that's good. That's you want. Whatever motivates players, that that's fine. And if it's, it's playtime, money, pride, all of that, go ahead and use it. Mike, we've talked so much about this offseason and what's going on with this team, but how about what happened with Calvin Johnson? He is now a first ballot Hall of Famer. What did you make of that news? Uh, I think it was, I think it's really great for Calvin Johnson. I knew he was going to get in at some point. I thought it was you know maybe 50-50 if you'd make it as a first ballot because he only played nine seasons and, you know, he didn't really have the statistics, the overall statistics of some of the guys who, you know, with a thousand catches and a hundred touchdowns and all that, but he didn't play enough games to get there, but, but good for him. And also I think in his, in his morning after press conference on Sunday morning, he was asked about the mending fences with the Detroit Lions. And he said, I think it's going to happen. I hope it happens. I think it's going to happen. And he also said he's had, uh, he's had one-on-one conversations uh, with Sheila Ford Hamp, the principal owner and, and, and chairman of the Detroit Lions. And it just goes to show me, by the way, one thing, we have to give her some credit for some of the things that are going on. She's brought a new attitude, a new direction, and just an entirely different air of the Detroit Lions. And she's taken over uh, uh, about nine or 10 months ago. And and really, once, she, in other words, she, it's with her, it's been deeds, not words, but it's been a combination of both. And I think, I think a lot of this stems from her. I think that might've been one of the most exciting pieces of news for Lions fans to hear so far this offseason is that things are moving in the right direction uh, with Calvin Johnson and you know obviously seeing one of their favorite players make it into the Hall of Fame was was pretty exciting as well Mike. Absolutely a great great football player and really a good guy good team guy good teammate all of that stuff. We will close out the podcast with this today. Usually in the regular season, we had you do Mike's Pick of the Week presented by MGM Grand Detroit, the king of sports books. But we're going to switch it up and say odds of the week since we don't have a game to pick. So here's our odds of the week presented by MGM Grand Detroit. Mike, I want you to give me the odds that the Lions take a quarterback in this year's draft considering the moves that have been reported so far. I know you touched well, on it a little bit, but let's hear your odds. Well, I have to have some, before I put my, my, my green chips, my red chips, my black chips, before I put those on the, on the table here, are we talking about the entire draft or just the first round? We'll say the entire draft. Oh, I say that's even money then because they're going to get, there's going to, they're going to get a young quarterback somewhere. So I'll say it's even, I say it's even I'll, I'll, I'll put a lot of chips on the, on the table, a few blacks, no, several blacks, make that several blacks, <laughs> several black chips and a couple of yours, by the way, I'm going to fill you out of your purse one of these days, but no, so I'd say there's a very, I'd be surprised if they don't take a, a quarterback somewhere in the seven rounds, but somebody either second, third, fourth round is a really strong developmental project so they can build competition at the quarterback position. So yeah, put your money on the Detroit Lions. Put your chips on the Detroit Lions taking a quarterback in the draft. All right. If we were saying that it was just the first round, then what would your answer be? I'd say uh, that's the uh, pick number seven without trading down. 
I'd say it'd be something like 17 or 18 to one against. And further down, say in the 20s, and I'd say maybe a nine to one against, but but a better chance. But I, I think it's going to come second, third round or later. All right, my good stuff. Thank you so much for joining me on the One Pride Cast presented by MGM Grand Detroit again. It was good to chat with you, and I hope you enjoyed your breakfast. <laughs> I always do, but you know what? It's getting cold. I haven't had time chance to eat it. <laughs> well, go enjoy your breakfast. We appreciate you, and hopefully we'll chat with you on the podcast soon. All right, Tori. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, invites fans to stay in the action during the football offseason with a risk-free first bet up to $600. Sign up today with bonus code LIONS and discover everything the king of sportsbooks has to offer. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code LIONS to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons.